Hello, everybody! This is Real Talk with Nate, and I know it's been a long minute before I've been here. So, I'd like to apologize for my long, long away. Because, one, that wasn't okay. Especially when I told you all I was trying to do this daily. But, sadly, I had a lot of shit going on. Uh, A lot of personal shit. I'd like to not get into it, but... Um, yeah, I actually tried to record a couple episodes in between that time. I recorded an episode on Christmas Day with a couple buddies on, uh, Discord, and that turned out pretty well, but I'm still trying to figure out how to get all the information from it and be able to post it on Spotify, but I don't even know if I'll be able to do that, so we'll see. Anyway, how are all you? It's been a long minute. It's been a while. Um, yeah, I'm finally back at the pad. Or, well, my room. And I gotta say, I'm excited. I'm excited to maybe delve into more shit. But I will say, what the fuck happened to 2021? Six days in and we already have a fucking capital raid. What the fuck? I will say myself, I don't even understand it, nor do I support either of the BLM riots or this Capitol riot. Both of them are fucking... No, they didn't need to happen. That's all I need to say. If any of you think otherwise, if any of you think the riots needed to happen, just... I'm not going to talk to you about it. Because one, I don't think lives need to really be lost... Or really unnecessary lives, really, because one, common sense should indicate that everybody shouldn't have been doing this shit. I'm sorry, it should be well known that you don't just raid the fucking capital. It should be well known that you don't just attack the police. I mean, either way, I the world has gone to shit again. Well, hopefully, it gets better, but I have no clue, and honestly, 2021's looking really interesting, and hey, I might be deploying due to a draft or me signing up, but hey, that's beside the point. Anyway, I hope you beautiful bastards are doing well, having a beautiful day. I will say, I I went on a bit of a movie binge last night just to reignite my love for film. Um, I watched a pretty shitty movie, uh, Blue Streak. It's a heist movie, kind of. Or Marlon, I think it's Marlon. No, it's not Marlon Wayans. It's it's the dude from Bad Boys. Not Will Smith. I don't fucking remember. He's not funny to me. He's just very meh on his humor. I feel like he's probably a lot funnier now, just due to his older jokes. But even then, the movie was just pretty meh. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was dumb fun. And then, after that, what did I put on? I'm trying to remember. Because I put on a fucking... I put on another movie after that. I know the the last movie I watched that yesterday night was probably my favorite movie of all time. And watching it made me realize why I love film. 
and why I am such a fucking cinephile. For any of you who don't know what a cinephile is, um, here, I might as well try and do the dictionary reading. So, let's type in what a cinephile is. That way I can give you guys a real interpretation of what a cinephile is. Sorry, didn't mean to give you all that fucking, uh... Okay. Cinephile, a person who is fond of motion pictures. The film is mostly known for dedicated cinephiles. So, cinephiles from Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia cinephile. Also, filmophile is the term used to refer to a passionate interest in film, film theory, and film criticism. The term is a portman... I don't even want to say that fucking word. Portmanteau? Portmanteau of the words cinema and phila. One of the four ancient Greek words for love. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, I'm not pronouncing any of those words right. Oh, man, I just got a good shave and my face feels so soft. For any of you who don't know, I usually have a fucking big-ass beard. But for, well, I don't know. I, I, I think I had a stubble by the time I was starting this podcast. But, yeah, I just shaved my beard last night. It feels fucking fresh. Um, but, yeah. Fuck, I'm trying to remember the fucking second movie fuck it i don't need to remember it because obviously didn't leave an impact i don't even remember what the fuck it was i think i think it's just because the the third movie just overshadowed the second just by time oh no 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 i watched uh 30 minutes or less that's what i watched 30 minutes or less a comedy yeah Another comedy, but that one's more of a bank robbery heist comedy with, uh, fuck. I'm trying to remember all the actors' names, but you all should know it. It's the one where a pizza guy gets a fucking bomb vest put on him by two dudes trying to kill their dad, or one dude trying to kill his dad and his buddy trying to help him get the money. Where, fact of the matter is, that movie is way funnier in comparison to, well... Blue Streak. Blue Streak's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. It's nice. It's cool. Nice. Whatever. And even then, um, I will say, uh, this is probably going to be, you know what? I should probably just make this about why I love the movie. Or, you know what? Here. For any of you who don't know, there's a movie named About Time. This is a time travel movie, although it is a very personal time travel movie, in a way. You see, this isn't just your ordinary time travel movie. In a way, because it's more of a romance, as well as a fantasy. This was a movie created in 2013. Um, It did... Alright on reviews, but I don't think they really got the point of the movie. Because About Time is really a time travel movie about love, family, and in a way you are experiencing the experiences this time traveler has 
which is, uh, I think the Rupert Grant is, I think his name. Let me see. Let me see. Where is, no, Dom, Dom, Domnall Glenson, Gleason. I don't know if I pronounced his name right, but he's one of my favorite actors because of this movie. One, his performance is spectacular. He plays the character named Tim, our main protagonist. Now, I will say, Bill Nighy, who plays his dad, is probably my favorite fucking actor or supporting actor in this movie, aside from Rachel McAdams, who is Mary, who is Tim's wife. Now, I must say, I have such respect for this film because it treats you like you know what is happening, and it doesn't treat you like... It doesn't try to hold your hand. It just explains to you the rules as Tim learns them. You see, Tim is like any other normal dude. Having trouble getting girls, he doesn't look too handsome according to him, but he's really nice and really... um, He's a kind person, although he does make a few questionable decisions... I would say, uh, personally, when it comes to how he gets the girl. Uh, the first time he gets his wife, Mary, is probably the more organic and actually the one that would work out the most. But it's funny, when this movie shows you several different timelines and how they could have met only due to the actions he takes... Because if he decides to, hey, help his roommate with his play and make sure it doesn't fail, he never meets her. He doesn't get her number like he does originally. And that's a really profound point. It tells you, and it shows you realistically, hey, time moves one direction, and you can only go in that one direction. You can't just keep taking different paths and expect the same result with the different path, because that different path is going to have a different future and a different life that was lived. And that is something that we see throughout the movie with the character Kit Kat, which is Tim's sister. Because one, we see her meet this man named Jimmy, who is her boyfriend that, well, later after the New Year's party. And... Later in the movie, Tim sees his sister in the hospital because she gets hit in a car accident, or her car gets hit in a car accident because she was driving drunk after an argument with her boyfriend, Jimmy. And so with that, he goes back with his sister and makes sure that he, that she never meets him. And in doing so, she has a better life But, he ends up realizing that his baby isn't the same baby. Then that's a really profound point that I really love. In that, with time travel, any small difference can be substantial. Because, one, he doesn't have his daughter anymore if his sister takes this path. Which, yes, is better for her in every aspect Yes, she doesn't get the same character growth, but she does get better character growth later. But this is due to Tim not realizing how much 
his time travel affects everyone around him, or even the closest ones to him, such as his kids. And that is something I really love, as it is explained whenever he goes back in time that he realizes his daughter is no longer his daughter. He has a son now whenever he helps his sister Kit Kat. And after that, that baby just kind of disappears because he wants his daughter back. But he also realizes that you can't go past the birth of your child. Otherwise, you risk making a completely different baby. And that is an exciting point that I love. And it shows that there are consequences in time travel. That is one thing I love about this movie is that it shows the consequences subtly, but it also gives you a grander scale as you go. Because you see, as he chooses the different paths, he doesn't get the choices that he wants, but the ones he's okay with. Because he has to choose whether or not he wants to go on the blind date to meet his wife or help his friends play. He chooses to help his friends play because one, he knows this will help his friend, and two, he knows he can meet Mary another way. And that's by, well, he remembers that she was really into a certain artist. So, even after that, it gets uh, it gets a little creepy. Uh, he waits at the museum for her and then he meets her knows her name uh and let's just say this is one of the more like i feel tim as i understand his reasoning i understand as a character why he's choosing to do this but also it also comes off as a little fucked up just due to one he's changing this because, here, when he meets Mary the second time, she already has a boyfriend. The first time he meets her, she didn't have a boyfriend. That's why she went on the blind date. So, according to this, that blind date didn't go well, but she met a dude at a party. Now, this is where Tim realizes, okay, so there is a little time frame in which I must try to get her. And in a way... He, he does seduce her with the facts that he learns from her, which is a little creepy in the outside perspective, but if you look at it through Tim's eyes, he's really trying to show how much he cares about this woman, Mary, who he does love. And we see that whenever uh, Margot Robbie's character, uh, the woman he was trying to get with initially, uh, shows up again and shows interest in him this time. As before, she didn't exactly have much interest in him. And just kind of played around with him. So, and it's this instance whenever Margot Robbie and him meet again, that, or, well, Charlotte, which is Margot Robbie's character, they meet again, and he realizes that he wants to marry his wife. Now, that is something that I wholeheartedly can understand because he's realizing that he has the woman of his dreams already he doesn't need charlotte because he thought charlotte was 
the woman of his dreams. She was beautiful. She's blonde. She's good at tennis and whatnot. It's the whole nine yards to him. But he realizes that Mary has more than that. And that's something that I really love. Now let's get into Bill Nye. The dad in this movie. I love his character. Because one, he is the mentor as well as he is the guide to showing us how time travel works as well as how he has used it. And we also, throughout the movie, get to see how familiar he is with time travel and knowing when his son is from a different time than the time that his son initially was from because he realizes that his son knows more and is a different attitude at certain points and we start to see that tim in a sense has to make a lot of decisions and a lot of hard choices as the movie goes on and bill or the dad helps him with those as well he didn't realize that he was going to change his baby whenever he helped his sister. So, he opts to let his sister go through the trauma and then help her through it. Which is a lot darker, although it is a lot better for Kit Kat because she does inevitably find somebody better and she does become happier. Now, it's funny because we even get to touch upon how the time travel is worked. So, you stand in a cupboard, dark, clench your fists and think about the time. Simple as that. And that's a profound idea to me. Because one, it's simplistic. Two, you don't need a machine. And three, it's the person who is the time machine and the time traveler. So, as this movie keeps, uh, as this movie goes on, uh, we end up finding out that the dad has cancer at toward the end. And we see that Tim is having a really hard time because, one, his dad is dying, and, two, there's nothing his dad can do about it because, one, he his dad knows and doesn't want to change anything because he doesn't want to risk having any different children. He doesn't want to risk having any different life. He's happy with the life he has had. He's happy and proud of the children he's had. Another thing I'd like to talk about this film before I decide to... I'm having trouble connecting to the internet. Bitch, shut the fuck Take up! Alexa, shut up! Alexa, Alexa, shut up! Didn't ask you. I'm gonna fucking unplug you. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, before I was rudely interrupted by Alexa... Nope, shut the fuck I'm up. Not- shut the fuck up. Didn't ask you. Didn't ask you, Alexa. You should have been connected to the internet already. Dumb bitch. 
Sorry. For any of you who think I'm too rude to Alexa just now, I don't give a fuck about it, aside from, hey, you play my Bluetooth. So, yeah. <clears throat> fuck. Where was I? Oh, right. So, uh, another aspect I really love about the film is how it shows how Tim chooses certain decisions, such as whenever he chooses the best man, he goes through about three different people before he gets to the one he chooses and is happy with. He chooses three of his friends, two of them, or one of them from his childhood, one of them from work, and the other is his roommate. He doesn't like how any of those speeches go. But, when he chooses his dad as his best man, we see the weight and how much care is put into it. Given, we also see that the dad time travels to give a better speech because he's not happy with the speech he gave. And that is something profound to me. Because one, he knows the words he says and the words he tells matter. Because he knows that time matters. The time you spend with people matters. Where you are matters. And that's another beautiful aspect of it. And I gotta say, it's very, very interesting to see the concepts. Because we are told later, or from the beginning, we're told... You can't travel back in time to Hitler or to Donna Troy. You can only travel within your own lifetime. You can only travel to where you've been and when you've been. But there are bookmarks in where you can't go past when you have children. And that is a rule we learn later. And then his dad tries to teach him the secret to being happy. But even then, his son realizes he doesn't need a time travel to be happy, and that's a really profound message, because one, it tells us we are all traveling through time together. Yes, we are all traveling through time by second by second, minute by minute, day by day, hour by hour, week by week. I don't know why I said it all like that, but... I love the message of the movie. Spend every day, every minute, as if it were the last day you could be there. Because life is something precious. And the time that we have is precious. And that is something that I hold dear to my heart when it comes to life. And that is one of the most profound reasons why I love this movie. It is a movie about time. <laughs> Funny I said that. It is a movie about life and about love. As we truly get to see how many characters show their love as well as how many feel. Anyway, all I'm really trying to say is how much I love this movie about time.
time. And it's funny because the title is simple enough, and yet the premise is grand enough to where I feel any of you listeners could watch this movie and truly have a beautiful experience. Now, if I've spoiled the movie for you, I'm sorry. But I will have a disclaimer in the beginning of, hey, I'm going to be talking about one of the movies in depth. I would like you to watch it before you come and see this. So, you know what? Let's do this disclaimer. Hello, everybody. So, for any of you listening in right now, I need you to do one thing. Hey. Don't listen to this episode until you've watched the movie About Time. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. Unless you don't care about spoilers, go for it. It's a two-hour and three-minute film. I think you all will love it. Go give it a watch. Definitely deserves some love. Now, enjoy the show. Anyway... I think that'll do us for this episode. I hope you all have a great day, a great evening, and a great night. And I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye!